You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we've got The Outsiders. This was episode five. We are Kenna. Um, was not prepared for this to be episode five. We were looking it up and I, I was swear. like, how are we five weeks in already? I mean, really? And I think what, we got like 13 episodes this season. I mean, I can't believe we're, we're itching on halfway. I know. Um, but hell of an episode dude hell of an episode from start to finish uh i have very few gripes on this one a lot of content got thrown our way a lot of movement and plot lines got to see most of all my favorite characters do things um even some characters that i haven't even been fond of the whole time like big foster not has never really been one of my favorites but this episode completely stepped it up and crushed it oh yeah it brings his a game and golly are we all rooting for him now I think so. I mean, geez, tell me how you people would have been doing that earlier. I know, right? Like, even on Twitter, like, during the live feeds and stuff, uh, I think even Christina Jackson came out and was like, you know, you might not like him, but he's always right. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. I mean, that's the best way of putting it right there. Yeah. Which is the polar opposite of us, where I'm like, I'm usually wrong, but never in doubt, you know? Uh, oh, we, we are not usually wrong. <laughs> we are about always wrong. Um. But you know the episode it doesn't it doesn't even give you a chance to take a breath from the beginning to the end. I mean you you walk out immediately and Kenna are robbing a generator off the back porch yeah, like, of Big Foster. I was really curious to see what all what was causing all that commotion and stuff because it sounded like his house was falling apart and I was like this isn't good. Yeah. You know the funny thing is, is I was on social media there was somebody posted the question of does the Kenna even know what a generator is? You know what I mean? That was kind of like, oh, that is a kind of a, I good, mean, that's question. a good question. I mean, I'm like, hmm. They're so against everything modern and everything. The fact that they can just go like, uh, that's a generator. We'll yeah, take that. We'll, we're grabbing that. Um, uh, they're getting a little tug of war match. And I'm just like, hmm. Homegirl pulls out this blade. What do you think this blade was made of? It looked like bone or something. Like, I mean, it had barbs on it like it was part of a cactus or something. I, I just, it was quite a bit unique. Of a weapon. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, I'm not sure what good it would have done against Big Foster, but... It's, I'm not sure either. It I don't really want to get hit by it. I can tell you negative. that much. Negative. Oh, God. Um, That's going to leave a nasty it was, wound. It was an interesting little squabble, you know? And and it leads to this, you know, this monumental argument of... You know, Foster and... You know, we're at once per episode now. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's becoming the common thing. You know, and then, of course... They kind of get involved, and it, it's just it, there was multiple arguments. So you're wrong, and I don't want to bleed them all together. But the arguments were non non factor to me. It just kept it kept it's repeating the same thing of I don't completely trust you yet. Um, I'm making my decisions, and you're challenging my decisions. And then at the very end, guess what he does? As you wish, and touches yeah. his lips and move on. You know, well, and so. The big thing to me was, was it really her decision or was it the Kenna's decision and then it, her coming back and being it's like... It's just more the Kenna manipulation in yeah. my mind, you know, which was not a big deal at the time. Um, you know, and they go through this whole argument deal again, like I said, and they get upset and break stuff. And and she says, go find your kid. And he's like, well, he does. He says, all right. And Lee's, you know, what I thought was kind of crazy is, is that, you know, a, a couple scenes later... You, you see him at the smokehouse, you know? And, of course, they do a good job explaining it. Well, I thought we were probably like a kid. Well, well, first of all, we're going to get, you know. He wants to check out the kennel. He wants them yeah. off the mountain as Yeah, well, he's like, possible. we're going to get his bones and ashes to do a proper burial and stuff. And 
That's fine. And then, of course, it goes to this tracking mode, in which this wasn't bad. No. You know, this wasn't as, like, giant, obvious, giant footprints, you know. He does these scenes very well. Yeah. Um, I do swear I looked at one of those uh, slow motion, and I swear it looked like a tennis shoe mark on the ground. It did look like a tennis shoe. It did. Shoe. I mean, it straight up did look like a set of Asics, <laughs> you know, that it hit the turf. Um, and I was like, hmm, I don't think they can roll with Nikes or Asics. Or no, I mean, I almost feel like they roll barefoot. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not and even so, sure if we've seen their feet. Uh, that was a little much. And then the old idea of finding a little bead thing. Yeah. So how does that burn off just I perfectly? Just, you know, I, I struggled with that. You know, I, I was really expecting to find like a really long hair. Yeah. You know, not a. But I mean, a hair, like how do you link that? Like, I mean, you look at what are they kind of wear? That is a that signifies it's them. And the only thing they could lose would be those little beady things that he found. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are the odds that that just happens to fall off? You know, after you TV coin could ink. Yeah, mean, that's all it, that it, is. That was a little too easy. But you know what? When you dress these characters, it's not like you can have you know a lopped off, um, half shaven Kenna head. Oh well, there it is, <laughs> the perpetrator. You know, they don't leave you enough, No, you know, to say, all right, this is obvious to the viewer that you know who this is. Um, I almost wish they had shown more of a, look, it's barefooted print. Who are the only people who have barefoot in here? Yeah, just find a different way besides leaving the most coincidental thing possible. Exactly. Give me, give me something better than that, you know. Um, but then also the fact that like he picks it up and then, then like drops it in there, like there's no way for you to be like, well, you could have just taken this from him at any point and stuff like. Yeah, well, that's not good evidence. No, well, we've just seen too much Law and Order and CSI and oh, stuff yeah. for this. I mean, yeah, exactly. There's, there's, so I, I was troublesome about it, but I could I can also see where it gives the viewer an easy connection. Yes. And so I guess I was okay with it. You know, if we was on Walking Dead, we would barbecue this, you know, and that's just another thing about it. <laughs> well, I mean, he already got barbecued, so yeah, no true. reason to go too deep. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, of course he comes back and, you know, we, we continue to make her accusations and she's like, be gone. The whole nine yards. I mean, she's still thinking that he wants to be Brennan. And I think that's fair. You know, I was at well, first. I mean, it's I was an a, honest yeah. assertion, you know, and suspicion, as they say. And, of course, I like his little comment. Uh, we'll see how well you do without me around, you know. and For all of 13 minutes. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And so this leads to you know, a scene where him and his boys are you know, throwing knives and drinking and so on. Um, I didn't quite understand the necessity of this. It just reminded me of him and Asa when it was that one morning before, like, they had their whole bromance episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just playing that game and stuff. But this is a little bit darker. It was. I know. What Was he getting drunk because he – what I got out of it was that he was getting drunk because he's heartbroken. He's upset. He's still in love with her. The whole nine yards, which he does complain about a whole lot, you know. And I just don't know. I just didn't see that scene coming Mm-mm. from, you know, hey, I hope you do better without me around, blah, blah, blah. To me, I don't I don't feel that heartbreak yet. I don't feel that I love you kind of business. I mean, he went in for the kiss one time and she shunned away. Yeah. I mean, don't I don't see how you can lead up to the I'm just devastated that we're not together kind of business anymore. See, I didn't feel like it was the not together. I felt like it was almost you've chosen someone else over me and now my counsel is just going to fall on deaf ears. Yeah. It's like I went too hard and pushing against these people that I lost you by doing that. 
I could see that. I, I could see that. So he falls down drunk. And they just leave him there. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're not picking this man up. I was like, Ted, go pick him up. Dude. Yeah. And it's like, Ted and his guys are the first ones to walk away from him. Like, geez. <laughs> Ted didn't even get over there. He was just Come like, on, yeah. Ted. <laughs> Come on, Ted. Anyway. And so, Gwen decides to bring the Kenna in and the Morgan and confront you know, her with confront the Confront him with it. Completely out of left field, she just straight up admits it. Well, I mean, it was a little, little like, diddle down there. It was like, yeah, it was us. Is yeah. impure. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it stunned me. I mean, I'm not complaining about it because I did not expect it. I and I'm really glad didn't. we're fast forwarding it. Yeah. I mean, it was really kind of getting, just getting to the meat of it. You know, they drawn out this whole who did what kind of mm-hmm. business. We had to go through another example of it. I could see where that would be monotonous. And so I thought it was well played. I thought it was right on point. I thought the writing was on point with this. Um, I liked Gwen's reaction of, oh my God, you know, and, you know, get out, be gone. The whole nine yards, and you know, she talked about how you know they killed these deers with you know instruments of the devil or impure and da 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 da, and and that because they stored the meat together, they were all contaminated. And I was just like, what? Yeah, I wasn't what? going with it. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, that's just oh god, that was awful. And then, do you think that she was going to come clean with it at any point, or? Um, I think she did that. Just, I think there's a part of them that like needs to be honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they did that and they did it for their reasons, but they'd never been questioned by it, you know? And they're definitely not going to agree to it when Foster is the accusation, but I think she felt like she had deep enough hooks in Gwen that by saying that it would be okay. Well, and it looked like she was about to confess her love to Gwen and everything right before she hit her with this too. Yeah, that's possible. It's very possible. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm always curious what their angle was, what their purpose is, and so on. And so that was kind of a big, hmm, kind of a shocking moment. And so when she leaves to go find Big Foster, and they, you see the kind of follow behind, and then you see him go up in their house, I knew immediately what they were doing. Yeah, they were I going. mean, it was like, this is so obvious. And... It was like I knew they were going for the guns, but then I was shocked that they would go for the guns since this all started with them hunting impurely and everything. Yeah, I put that on social media. I was like, so we destroy everything and are cleansing the mountain because of impurity, but yet you're going to use the instruments of impurity to enforce the cleansing of the mountain. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. And you automatically know how to use these weapons. I'm going to go ahead and say hypocrite. Hypocrites. <laughs> yes. Um like, I mean, I'm not going to say, like, using a gun is a difficult thing, but, I mean, these are all different cartridges, you know, all different rounds of ammo. Yeah. I, it, if anything, it tells me that maybe this is all a shell game. Yeah. You know, you're. we want to show you that we're the Kenna, and we believe in purity and do this, that stuff, but we flex our muscle as we suit us for what we, our own game is. Um, and so when you see the Big Foster and his muscle and – you know, Gwen come over there and say, we want you out. She makes a key statement of, you know, at the next full moon or the next, something of that next day. And I was like, I wonder if that's significant. That was questioned a lot. And then all of a sudden she gets up and all these girls come out with guns and well, surround Nice them. little whistle. Yeah. And, and uh, I think we had one of our view. Was it Leslie? On She had like a big thing on what she thought the Kenna were going to do and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, not quite right. Close. Yeah. No males or anything, but yeah, 
Wow. Yeah. We come running out guns blazing with everybody. Yeah, there's there's just wow. You know, it was really kind of but the most surprising by and far first of all we need to have a moment of silence for Gregor. Yes. As for some reason he decides to grab his fillet knife <laughs> as the woman has a double barrel 12 gauge aimed at his face and decides to brandish this thus she does the one barrel blow your side of your face off eye socket shot <laughs> that the Walking Dead should be very envious of. Yes. Um, yes. That- Walking Dead, Nicotero, you need to watch Outsiders and see how to blow the eye socket off of an individual as they did. And wow, was not expecting no, the murder. No, didn't see it coming at all. Well, first off, does it fire one barrel at a time or is it fire? You can. Double barrels have the option. You know, you, you, there's a slot, there's a thumb slide which you can choose one, one or two, or sometimes there's a situation where there's actually two triggers. You can pull both of them at the same time, gotcha. or one or the other. Um, I happen to own one of those kind of shotguns. So, um, yes, it done beautifully. Like, I, I was just curious on the. I think it was a great coup de grace yeah. at the end of the episode. Didn't see know? it coming at all. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, maybe this guy loses his arm or something. No, nah, just we lose our face. <laughs> yes, you know. Um, and like all I could think of was like, well, she still got one more in the barrel. So uh, who's next? Yeah, who's who's the next victim? So, so that's kind of the end of the, the kind of the end of the rip when it comes to the mountain side of this story. You know, you could really divide this episode into like four groups. Um, you could say the next part would be like you know, we could go to the little Foster part of this situation. We can finally get caught back up a little Foster. You know, he's eating lunch in the cafeteria, and uh, I'm a, this is a white supremacist group. I don't know if they're neo-Nazis or, or whatever you yeah. want to call them. I, I don't know their, the lingo. Um, but it's definitely, you know. A white supremacist a, group. A white supremacist group or a, a gang that you can definitely t- tell is broken down. By race. By race. They carry the, you know, the, the little symbols and stuff and certain tattoos that – you know, we would associate with all we these groups and stuff. So, um, and then they come up with Foster. You know, he's sitting there eating what looks to be actually pretty decent prison food. I'm not gonna lie. You, you know, I gotta wonder. You know, um, three hots in a cot didn't look so bad for yeah, him. I mean, you know? uh, for a guy who doesn't pay taxes or anything, he's doing pretty well. Yeah, you um, know, sitting there in prison, and it, I found it odd that he automatically had a table to himself. I'm not gonna lie to you. This whole prison scenario in the scene. I mean, I, I'm I already really, done with really it. struggled with this of the entire episode. Little Foster's set piece and story dialogue seemed way too much of a push, way too much of a. It was just we're just like, in here too. I feel long. like I was immersed in something I just could not could not. I need to just shower after it was over. And, like, there's just the prison setting doesn't fit this show. Like, I mean, we it have the mountain. You like, know, I was just like, it just doesn't have that effect and that feel. The characters in it seemed kind of cheesy. Some of the casting decisions didn't look right. Um, well, and just part even, of it is, like, who are, who, which, none of these people we're going to see ever again. Like, none of these people are going to be out fighting in the yeah, mountain. and. I just, yeah, it, I just struggled with it. I, it was missing some detail that would have made it more believable in the prison part of it. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know if it was the dialogue they decided to go with or what. You know, but, but you I know, mean, you're at my table. You know, I knew you were a feral. You're you know you need to join us. Blah blah blah. You know, 
I just, when I think of hardcore prison life and if this is maximum security, the, the guy is just way too easy to dialogue with. And he's just way too easy to do what they did. And it's just way too easy for him just to walk away all the time. Yeah, well, because the problem is, how are we going to find someone bigger than him? I mean, the guy's massive. He's still towering over everybody yeah. in prison. Uh, it's I just d- like, I, I don't, I'm not I don't threatened. Know. It was just, yeah, it just seemed a little off. You know, and then of course, another thing, it's just one of those other things, like we have a lot of other favorite shows, is when you have a main character like this, you know, it's going to take a lot to surprise us with something in this in this prison. You know, you don't fear that he's going to die. Nope. You don't fear something could, you know, an awful catastrophe is going to happen to him or anything else. You just don't. They could really surprise you if, like, the show went there and, like, he got gang raped, you know, or... But I don't want to see that. I don't think that enhances his character in any I don't shape think it does, form. but I don't think anybody in their right mind in the show would be expecting something like that to happen. But that's more plausible in my mind than some of the things that happened on yeah. this scene or in this episode. But also, like, I mean, you bring that up and stuff, and it was... I saw a lot on Twitter, and it was... Uh, Little Foster doesn't drop the soap because he doesn't use any. Him and Daryl are starting to join the same group. Oh, no, the long, greasy hair and everything. Oh, gosh. But, so, you know, they have the dialogue. He gets up and walks away. You know, your, your food tastes like you know what. And and so then it leads to him coming outside into this, this prison yard again. Does not look like a very just. It just doesn't look accurate. It just. No. I'm sorry. It well, doesn't. I mean, it's like they're playing basketball in like a quarter court fashion with a full I court. Know. I mean, this yard is tiny. Uh, yeah. You know, and this. You know, he comes out there and he's hitting this guy. I'm gonna go ahead and say BS that those were not real weights that he was swinging up. No. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you just because since I used to be a coach and I used to know what powerlifting and well because like he so had on, two he, plates on so it's two two plates two twenty five and then had two twenty five and another ten. So he had fifty. So it was we're, looking we're, at we're right at three hundred pounds yeah. of bar, you know, and and he's sitting there doing an incline three hundred. There are NFL offensive linemen that three hundred struggle with. Yeah. And for him to be thrown up, now don't get me wrong, but he had also, people on the ends helping him. Although they weren't helping him, they were doing it. Yeah, they were doing the lifting. Yeah. And this guy's hollering like, you know, this is Schwarzenegger and Carl Lewis arm <laughs> wrestling and Predator. So, you know, it's just, I, I just, man. Yeah, no, I was watching the spotters, and uh, <sighs> that's the only reason I could say it might be real is because they were pretty much front squatting that bad boy. Right. You know, and another thing is, is that when he, when he makes the comment to him, you know, you know, oh, you're saying I'm weak. You like that? It just escalated way too fast. For no it reason. was generic. Yeah. It was. Because, I mean, you know, to me, the dialogue would have been much different. Like, that's why all you're are doing? you over here, white boy? What? Uh, why, why, why are you even speaking to me? You know, you know it, would, it, it just, the dialogue just didn't come out right. And, well, no, because he complimented him. Yeah. It's like you're trying to make that offensive and, like, making it an was. attack. And it, it, was, it was such a reach. And and he was way too enthusiastic with his comments towards Big Fo- uh, Little Foster, mm-hmm. and it was just way too much of a put on on the scene. I'll be honest with you. To me, you getting loud about the situation and creating this uh, this hype and stuff like that. No, you wouldn't draw attention if you were no. going to do something. Because then you're going to have the guards thing. out there, especially since you know the guards are watching right. Little you Foster. You wouldn't attack Foster with the bard. You would let him know you better not sleep. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to be gotten. That's what's going to happen in the prison. You don't do it wide open, loud, boisterous in this tiny little outside area. 
I mean, give me a break. No, like, I mean, it was all done poorly. And then, like, how? where did this empty bar come from that he just swings at little Foster? And it's just like... I'm going to tell you folks right now, living in a weight room as much as I did when I used to be a college football player, that bar is no easy feat to swing no. around like a bat. That thing is long. It's 45, 45 pounds, pounds. About what? Four feet long? And no, shoot, no, it's like six, that, six, it's six, seven. Six long. It, I mean, it takes a heck of a man to be able to swing it like yeah. it is. And, you know, him looking like Ty Cobb <laughs> coming around that thing. It, he's not swinging that bar like that. No. That thing would meander around there like, you know, Mary Poppins holding a freaking <laughs> umbrella. There, there was a reason little Foster caught it so easily. Yeah. It, that's what I say. I, unfortunately, this is one of the first real complete oops when it comes to the show. When it comes to dialogue, set piece, and everything. Well, it's and, just the prison it isn't gets needed. it worse when they do the whole shower scene at the end. Oh, God. I mean, it only gets worse. There's miraculously show up with him, which, I'm, you know, you could say miraculous, whatever. But And they hang him up there. And they have a piece of bent square tubing. I didn't even know what that was. It's I'm like, hmm. I mean, it's like off a leg off a chair. Okay. Um, I, I'm... Uh, uh, who like, how who you, has that yeah. weapon? If you've got this guy and he has an entire gang of people that are race related in this whole situation, like what happened in the yard, and this is the best way, all you're gonna do is give him a beat down. I mean, he's the leader. I mean, like, you got to kill him. I mean, this is another situation where if you've got that hunk of metal, yeah, you've worn it down to something sharp. Mm-hmm. You've got a shiv. You've got something. Don't bring a hunk of metal out here and say, you want to taste, big fella? I'm just like, oh, God. I know you've got some darkness in you. I was just like, yeah, I'm just like, come on, really? And here's, the, by now, if he doesn't, if he hasn't done what they've asked him to. What makes you think this is going to start? I mean, they, and it would be him taking the beating with this hunk of metal. And I'm just, man, I struggled. I struggled and struggled. But the only thing that gave me hope during this scene was I thought he was going to kill the leader of the group. You Not, know, he pulled that. He he looked around like he was surveying. All right, what do I got? Yeah, do? like I how many? Jack, I felt like I was about to watch a scene with Jack Reacher. You know, and <laughs> or like I or the Sherlock Holmes where he's like doing the math in his head. Like yeah, who do really, I got to take out first? One shot kidney here and a shot to the Lord. Yeah, give me a break. Um, but no, you know, like, I thought he was going to kill all, everybody in the white supremacist group. Yeah, with what? A well, hunk of metal? His bare hands, you know, obviously. He had to bludgeon them to death. You know, <laughs> I just, again, come on, you know. Um, and then, I see, I thought it was anticlimactic that he swing, goes to swing and just throws it down. Yeah. And just leaves and just leaves out. I'm sorry. I just don't see the guys being allowed to leave. I think they grab him and stretch him up and saying, you know, it's time to break you. I don't think you realize. There's no reason that you let him walk out there I'm, in full control. now, Because now, like he said, he's in full power. He's in control right of everything. This is more disrespectful to them than what they did with the black guy. Yeah. I'm just like, are you kidding me? And now there's a good chance that the black guy is giving foster protection. Yeah. He has no reason not oh, to protect God, him at this, this point. just. It's a cluster. It is a cluster. I'm sorry. Uh, but let's get out of the prison, right, hopefully forever. Let's because... move on from the prison by far. Let's get over to Stash. and his... Crushed it. Yes. I swear. The guy makes is just more and more appealing every episode. Anytime you get this guy who cusses some old lady, 
It's golden. Yeah. It's, go- it's golden mean, TV. We really just where need to put is, it in every episode. Where is the Oscar? Where Where is the Academy? <laughs> Do you understand? Any actor who can, who can make cussing an old woman look good or talking down, this is this is epic. Uh, of course, his biggest premise is, is finding finding the young man who's orphaned from Big Foster's, you know, death before rally we even with get scissors. To, before we even get to that, like, I just want to talk about him talking to the new <laughs> new manager in charge and everything. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Appointee, Governor yeah. Appointee, you know, in his seat in the office. So he just walks into his office and like, oh, hey, he's like, oh, yeah, have a seat. Well, I, I would, you know, if My someone. seat's taken, yeah. <laughs> Let's, like, let's swap. Let's swap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he just bangers with them so well. He does. He does. And I thought it was really cunning how they made the guys like, well, I got a phone call about how you want to transport this, that, and da, 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 And that costs money and expenditures you don't have. And, you know, all this. And so that was another good little banter situation. Yeah. He's like, well, we got two guards missing. He's like, oh, who are they? Oh, yeah, I know them. They're probably yeah. off having a bender right now. You know, yeah, they'll come, come back. back in a couple of days. You know? <laughs> He's like, oh, well, maybe not. You but know, if you don't hire idiots, you know, yeah, I, I just uh, I, I, see this is where you know that dialogue is well done, put together, well acted, da, 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 and <laughs> right after we got barbecuing the whole prison thing, and so it leads from there to him getting a call to come find this kid who is stealing food that are scraps from a dog. That, that, this kid's a survivor. This kid, you just do what you got to do. Yeah. You, know, you got to do what you got to do. But, I mean, honestly, going from that soup to dog food, I mean, I mean that's like well, a prime well, rib. it looked like she had table scraps in a bowl. Oh, he yeah. Was wearing them out. So, um, I thought it was awesome. I love how he gave the old woman, you know, gone with <laughs> yourself, da, 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 get the boy out. And, you know, and, of course, the boy takes him on a wild goose chase. He can't remember where he is, what, you know, all this stuff. Um, and then – decides to feed him um i i like this i thought it was good i thought it was, like i said i think everything that was he, he could see him getting frustrated i love the little scene where somebody pulls up in the dodge dakota the old one. Oh yeah still got this he could junk you know i wouldn't if i would been out of work for two years yeah. and she's like oh yeah really well we're yeah. handing out security jobs apparently like how have you not jumped on that yeah, man <laughs> really? it's good quality work up there you can die with a smile and uh and then he gives what for, uh, you know, shoot your sister or yeah. kill you, you know. <laughs> Good talking to you. Good talking to you. Just drop away with your finger up. Uh, I think your tail lights out, buddy. I mean, yeah, really. Woo. Um, so, long story short, he ends up calling children's services. The boy, after he murders spaghetti, who's never had it before. And... You know, and he and he leaves. He freak and well, the kid freaks out, throws spaghetti on the floor. Yeah, he has a little moment there, which you can't blame. Oh him. no, I mean, you I, finally latch onto somebody who's showing you something, and then you get abandoned again. So you can only imagine. Um, but it leads to a scene where you see Wade at home with his son, and his son's asleep on the couch. Yep. Thought this was kind of unique. Why is he not in his bedroom? Is well, this the, at night? Or is this a nap? Didn't couldn't. Tell. I mean, I felt like it was at night, and like he maybe he was waiting up or something. Because, I mean, we don't know how many rooms his sister has. You know, we don't know if anyone's doubling up. True that. And so, like, that that just legitimately might be his bed. Very much. Well, we had stuffed animals all over it like it's something where he normally sleeps. Yeah. So. Um, but, like, he, I mean, he wakes him up from the nightmares and everything. He's shaking him. And he sees the bear. And remember the kids saying bear, and he thought it was bear on the road. And now he's like, oh. Maybe it's just this bear standing in the middle of someone's house. I thought house. it was a great lead-in. I loved how he's like, I know how to get rid of nightmares, and he mm-hmm. plucks it from him and eats it. I thought that was like... A, I thought it was classic. I've never seen that before. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was a great, you know, fatherly-son moment. I think the kid did a really good job of acting the scene, except that he fell asleep instantly. Um, hey, that, kids can do that. <laughs> give me a break. 
Um, so other than that, but yeah, he sees the bear. I think that's a great lead in mm-hmm. for him recognizing and going, oh, wait a minute. I think I know what this kid might be talking about um, to lead into where he goes and finds the homicide scene. Oh, God. Uh, and the smells like into the, like, I, was I was plugging my nose. I was feeling the smell by watching this scene. Oh, yeah. I was feeling it. I was feeling like needing a shower. And I mean, I paused it and took a shower. I don't ah. know about you. Like, I, was, well, I wasn't feeling good about myself. I was like, no, oh I got, I got prepared God. for this. Jesus. And uh, um, yeah, man, like this was suspenseful. It was like, you know, like when him pulling the pulling his nineteen eleven out, which made like his hand look like a baby hand. <laughs> um, like, he rolls up in there and catches that whiff, and I can, ugh, I can only imagine how ripe they were considering uh, the air conditioning and days and. Man, like, Man. And for some reason, like I, I was feeling a little scared for Stash. Like, I thought he was in a little bit of danger. That's I don't awesome. know why, but catching staff infection, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? You know, maybe a little chainsaw massacre or something. Oh man! I mean, a pair of scissors might not have been enough to take her down. It's possible. It's possible. But like, I mean, he rolls up through the scene. We see her with the scissors sticking out. Oh yeah, it was dead body blood. Gruesome. It was oh. awesome. It was awesome. Well done on the episode. Uh, well done on that part. Um, the last little part was the Sassel connection. Yes. You now we have, uh, of course, we have uh, Butch. Butch. Butch coming back, and he's looking good. Like I mean, we we thought Butch. we were happy with him being off the show and stuff, but I think he's done a great job. Yeah, coming back you know, into the this. first season, Butch, who um, who's played by an awesome actor named Barrett uh, Hackney. Um, the first season, they really kind of made him nothing against him. Kind of made him kind of a douche, yeah. You know? And it was really, I think it was well done. Even though there might have been some hate out there that you know he's got a transgender girlfriend, um, and that there were some social media about that. But I'll be honest with you, I think the the actor does a fine job. Um, is it what's it, Grinda, Gwilda, Frida, or Frida, 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 Frida yeah, something F R I D A. We butcher pronunciations, yeah. so we're sorry. Uh, we're terrible. You know, if you if you listen to us for names and pronunciations, go ahead and change the channel. <laughs> but um, I thought they really pulled this off. They do really good. It's a really unique uh, kind of dynamic between mm-hmm. these two couples. Um, I mean, you look at look at this room. I mean, really think about what's in this room. We have a drug dealer, video yes. game doll kid, drug dealer. We have a transgender male-female girlfriend who is the motherly type. You have an African-American young single female. And then you have... A mountain man. A mountain man. (laughs) I mean, this is... In full kilt, by the way. Yeah. He's back in kilt. Wearing a kilt. You couldn't have a more dynamic hodgepodge (laughs) of personalities and backgrounds of people. All sleeping in the same same room. Yes. Quite a quite an eclectic group, and I love how like he wakes him up playing the game and everything, and he's like, "Well, I wanted to get my game on last night, but y'all were in here asleep, couldn't wait any longer." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's about an appropriate response." That's accurate. Yeah, that's completely accurate. As he is used to being a hardcore gamer, um, <laughs> surprised you let him sleep through the night. Yeah, really. Uh, you got the couch, but that didn't mean that I must be quiet. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of cool dialogue here. You know, you see uh, Butch get. What's his name? You know, hassle a. It doesn't get him a job, but it tells him this is where you can be to get work. Yeah, because you know we need to have money for prenatal vitamins. We don't have social security guard. There was like you know a cool little, a cool little conversation between. 
issues like how are we gonna get the money and stuff and he's like i'll find a way but the first thing that popped into my head was why is he not just making little animals and stuff like the i mean i know like wood carving skills yeah that there's a lot of money in that i mean yeah as good as he is you know hey look eight fingered guy who carves stuff (laughs) yes could be quite a um you know i didn't think about that uh i don't know maybe there's not enough boutiques people don't have the money to spend on their trip i mean i i could see that's the only thing i could see but man yeah i I think it's so well done that she mentions all these things that are so common to us we take for granted and he's like what's that what's that what's that you know what i mean you just walk into a tent with the midwives and you come out with the baby baby, you know and uh will you go back up there no 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 you know um so he drops him off this corner and you know he needs work and this shyster in an old chevy pickup comes up and doesn't take homeboy because he's got a limp a limp (laughs) okay um, and tells Hassel to hop in. I, when they start tarring this parking lot, I knew immediately the second he said, you want some water? And the other guy's like, no, yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, money. this guy is finna hose Hassel and so on. I so hope when he does this, he just takes a bucket of tar and suffocates him with it. I and, honestly didn't think he was going to pay Hassel at all. Yeah. I thought it, you worked for free. Yeah. yeah. And I know you're a feral. Be lucky that I let you do this. Yeah. And my man charges him $5 for water. $5 for taking a break. Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like you hit my man with a $5 piss break. I will piss all over your tar next time as we're yeah, going. Like, I was like, give me a break. And I was like, what are we at? The yeah, movie that's theater? $5. What are we at? The movie theater? <laughs> $5 water? Come on. Um, I just bought a 32 case for two fifty. Then, then Hassel comes in the house and throws his forty dollars at Butch. Like, hey, really? Like, he's like dude, hey, I told you, you would like cash, it. Yeah, man. That, that, that's prenatal vitamins right there. Yeah, well, I mean, at this rate, yeah, it might be prenatal vitamins. <laughs> so, Butch, you know, he's like, hey, you know, I'll help you out. Just come with me. You know, it's a big drug and everything. And I think Butch was playing him. Like, I think as soon as he knew like fighting and stuff was going on, I, I just kind of felt like he felt sorry for him. I don't think so. Uh, I, I really do. I feel like, hey, you can make a little bit of money. I got to go sell tonight. It'd be good to have somebody have some eyes on me. Da, 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 da. Butch knew everyone in that club. He's he giving sure him, did. Man, he's I mean, giving he him love, man, dapping he? him up. Man, he's got the swagger with him, looking good. And I was like, okay, He's Butch. got that hat, hat crooked. Uh-huh. He's got the permy hair. He didn't need hassle for a lick. Uh, like, yeah. But you know what? It was a great lead in to what oh. we were all expecting, you know? And, I mean, just seeing Hassel's eyes look straight for the fu- – I thought he was going to fight this episode. I thought so, too. I thought I was going to get a little, a little I, sprinkle, Yeah, a little I thought he was going to look at the champ and be like, oh, let me – I can me. take you, you know. I'm not going to lie to you. The champ look, had some skills now. Not even just some skills. He's thick. Yeah, like, and he was rolling around, you know, pinning folks' arms and doing these spins and twists. I'm like – Doing arm bars and everything. Another spider monkey. Here, yeah. You know, um, I'm a little worried for him in some of these matches. I don't know. I don't know, you know. But, you know, the crazy thing is, is that, you know, it goes ahead right, you know, that's kind of the end of the episode for us, but it goes right into this, you know, the preview for next week. And boy, was the preview loaded. Yes. I mean, like, it's no holes bar, get ready. We're finna have the, you know, the hassle throwdown. And you see him with tons of cash. And he's he's living large. Like, yeah, like they're all, ex- they're, it they're almost all like they celebrating. Go- Go back to the house that uh, they originally got. It mm-hmm. was like her aunt's or something that was vacant. Well, it wasn't like the aunt's. It was some lady that she used to watch and stuff. That's and right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was somebody that knew vacant, right? Um, yeah, it looks like the same place. And so, evidently, he must do good. So, I guess that's it's 
I hate that because that tells me that the very first fight he goes to, which probably means he probably, you know, kick his ass, sea bass, and he does. Yeah. And no, give me, don't give me that. Tell me that maybe he struggles or. Well, no, I think like the first few fights, like they're just going to be like, Butch is going to bet big on him because the odds are going to be astronomical. And then like once he gets like two or three episodes into the fighting, that's when we're going to start seeing the struggle and everything. Maybe so. Because I know. I mean, right now it's like he'll jump in with probably high odds, like five to one right. or something like that. And well, yeah. You also look at like the preview. Look at the other half of this. You know, you hear a gunshot and you hear say, "Oh my God, they shot the Brennan." You know, and you see, yeah, and you see Big Foster run through the kennel with the guns on him and to bust through a door to look, and you know, and it cuts to black. You know. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of tricky editing they did with the they, they shot did, the Brennan. And, look, and they said it like two or three times in the preview. Yeah, and I was like, do we ah. really believe Gwen's been shot? Yeah. Do you, do you? I really do think she's been shot. Now, if, do I think it's fail or anything? That's the real question. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I could see them having a conference in the house and a gunshot goes off and then people are like, oh my God, they've shot her. And then he rolls up in there and it's not the case. No, I think she's legitimately uh, shot. I could totally see that happening. Uh, well, you, I can tell you, I doubt it's a fatal shot. You know, no, no. It's kind of like she's going to take the other barrel of the shotgun <laughs> in the chest, no. and she's going to be laid there dead as a. You know, come on. No, it's probably one of the uh, turkey pistols, but I don't think turkey that. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I'm not seeing her being fatally wounded or anything. No, but you know what? You know what is kind of surprised me now. It makes me believe that stat, the preview, which doesn't really communicate this, it makes me believe that Stash is going to be more of the conspirator or primary conspirator or co-conspirator when it comes to getting Big Foster out. Little Foster. Little Foster. I, I'm right there with you. I you know the, I've you know you see the little preview stuff we see in the past where you see four wheelers coming and attacking a transport and da 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 da. And you, you don't know what that is or. And I've always kind of concluded that means that's when they're going to break out Little Foster. But, man, the way this this season's shaping up, it makes me feel like Stash is going to be a guy who is directly involved with yes. this whole scenario. So I'm very curious about this. You know, well, and now we got to start wondering: Will the clan and everything give up Big Foster? Because you know, at the beginning of the season, like when he first came back, I was like, "Yeah, okay, they'll still give up Big Foster, no problem." For killing Dobbs. But now it's like, well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Where do we think we go from here? I mean, the Kenner, okay, so now they're in control. They have guns. They're. Do they have more people? You know, I mean, that's a popular theory out there. Yeah, I mean, wh- I mean, honestly, what is their goal now? I mean, you can't just sit here and say, okay, well, the this goal is, is our take- mountain now. I yeah. mean, I mean we're goal- only having guns in our hands. I don't, they don't see that. Their goal is to rule the mountain in an appear way, even though they're doing it unpeerly, as we've mentioned. But they want to take everything back to the old way. And I don't know how you can justify doing that with guns, but I don't see them doing it without guns either. Well, like yeah, said. they're only as powerful as the weapons they have in their hands. Which is very limited. I mean, it's yeah. not like we have ammunition galore or anything up there. Yeah, I, I just, well... I don't know. I'm very curious. I think there's more to the story. I think we're going to get some more things developed in this situation that are going to be surprising. Absolutely. And I'm excited to see where we go with it. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to be honest with you as well. I don't see the Kenna being a part of the series for the throughout. Ooh. I actually see them becoming a – their, their storyline – 
I think their storyline is concluded before we even get to episode 10. I was going to say, if they do get whacked or taken out of the show or something, I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think about this. I mean, I just don't see... Well, the, now it's like, what do you do with them? Right, well, here's the deal. You don't see Gwen and Big Foster, all them, being under control of them until the last episode, and they regain it. That's just yeah. too long. I mean, you can't just continue to have dialogue. we got to do something. we got to do something. Unless they have a bigger group that we haven't seen. Right. Which well, I don't think that they do. I don't think it's like that. I don't at all. Um, so, I I really feel like the Kenna's whole situation is going to conclude sooner than later. How, I don't know. I think there's another element to it that we're all going to get a little surprised out of. But I think this show is going to shift somehow based on what happens with the Kenna and what happens with Little Foster that it re-centralizes the, the trouble of the mountain versus the town folk. And that's when it become the primary focus again um, towards the end of the season. That's just my prediction. Well, I mean, we could easily find a way to put the uh, murder of those two guards on them, and then they get recognized as ferals down in the town and everything, and then boom, like you said, the whole town gets enraged, and it's back to the mountain versus the people again. Exactly. Exactly. So... Um, I think there's a lot left. There's a lot of meat left on the bone. Um, but overall, I thought the episode was really, really good. Uh, you pull the little foster part out of it, and it's exceptional. I mean, if we take the prison scenes out of it, I mean, it's easily 9 out of 10, if not a yes. little bit higher. I mean, it's definitely has a huge shock value. Information galore. Information galore. Plot twists and developments out the whizzing. Great acting. David yes. Morris, like, this was probably one of his best portrayals as Big Foster. I, I 100% agree. I mean, we've always said since the beginning, he, he's always been one of my favorite actors. And we, they've made him a bad guy forever. And now we're getting this redemptive arc. And he's crushing it. He's crushing it. It's, it's very tasty. It's very quenching. And. I could totally see him becoming that guy everybody roots for by the end. And um but I also see it could also lead to his demise. I could see him being a martyr somehow. Uh, ooh. It's ooh, very I possible. Like that. Well, I mean, because I mean we still have to get Bryce's murder taken right, care of. I everything. think there is still another element to his storyline. That as soon as everybody falls in love with him, they're going to ha- hack you at the knees. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that, that's that's just good drama, good writing. And I'm just I'm really really well. I think, I'm really worried that's something that's going to go down the pike, and we're all going to be devastated. I know his contract's different than everybody else's. It's not as long as everything. Yeah, and, well, I mean, like IMDb said, he's only in 18 episodes. Well, guess what? This was the 18th episode. I don't see him dying. No. And guess what? <laughs> they're already showing him in next week's episode. Yeah. So IMDb on you, okay. So I'm not even worried about that part of it. And personally, I think he's one of the actors that carries the show. And since now that Asa is no longer a part of this, I really, I'm really concerned that if they would ever try to get rid of him early or something like that, that would really tear up the show and some of the dynamic it has. It would do it a little bit, but as soon as Lil Foster got back out on the mountain, I think it would balance out rather quickly. Just because uh, maybe so they've think, done such a good job with him this season. Well, you. He's the antagonist of the mountain prior to the Kenna. Yeah, but I mean, but we can... If he becomes the... He's not the antagonist anymore and he's gone, then you have to create a new antagonist. And we've already done that with Kenna and we don't see them making the long haul. So 
I don't know. I th- There's ways to inject that where I don't think it's too bad because, I mean, we've still got the people trying to do... I mean, we got the coal company and all different kinds of people that we can make the well, impact. I just think it needs to be a primary character. And yeah. I don't think a coal company is going to introduce a primary character that interacts with the mountain people consistently that are going to make that same dynamic. Maybe. You know, because if you think about it, if the Kenan and Big Foster are gone, it's happy-go-lucky up there. Yeah. You know, everybody's a cohesive unit. What's the good in that? There's no drama there. There's uh, wine. There's I mean, some- I'm fine with that. Yeah, well, they're not sharing it, and they're not mailing it to my house, okay? So, anyway. Guys, what do y'all think? Do y'all think the episode was as dynamic as we did? Do you agree that the prison scene was a little off, you know, in comparison to what we thought? Do you feel like the show is leading us in a direction where they kind of are going to be expired off the show sooner than later? Do you feel like Big Foster could possibly be a martyr? Do you feel like any of these things are going that direction? Or do you have something else you think the show has shown us and we're completely off base? We would love to know what you think. We would love to have comments back. When we post this on our podcast, on Facebook and Twitter and everything like that, hit us back with some comments. Let us know. And as always, guys, please, 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 if you can like, share, and even find the time to go to iTunes, Stitcher, something like that, and leave us a positive review for Bleed TV. It means a huge difference to us. We don't ask for money. We don't we don't prop stuff. We don't do anything else. All we like to do is get some positive views because that's what we get our that's our paycheck. Yeah. That's what makes it worth it for us and what we enjoy doing it because we love you guys and the fans and the people of the show and just can't thank y'all enough. And we look forward to it. And uh, we uh, we're lining up another interview or two. We were so close to having Barrett yeah. this week. Um, he, we had some conflicts pop up, and we hope to maybe kind of catch him into next week, you know, um, which you know, it seems like his character is really getting deep into the show. Uh, so it would be exciting to talk to him about, you know, from a different angle, dynamic. And, you know, even talked about some, you know, even some touchy subjects, which the show does a really good job of hitting all cylinders when it comes to social agenda and social hot topics nowadays. And so we look forward to that, and, y- and y'all tune in for that. But other than that, guys, I think we're going to call it a night. Um, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all next week.